listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast and the Drift Boat Pro uh, podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening in today. This is the first part of June of 2020. If you're listening to this in the future, you might look back and go, you know, is that the time that that pandemic thing was going on? And yep, that's the time. But, you know, things seem to be settling down right now. And uh, we're excited. Uh, people are headed back out to the waters and going fishing. And uh, it looks like, uh, you know, we're going to have a pretty good fishing season for the remainder of the year. So uh, God, God willing and the crick don't rise, I think we'll all be catching some fish. I've got a special guest today. Uh, Rick and I have known each other for a couple of years, and actually he's participated in some of our other broadcasts and that sort of thing. Uh, he's from upstate New York, and without further ado, Rick, are you on the line? I am, sir. Hey, Rick, how are you, man? I am doing great. It's a great day to be alive today. Beautiful day out, just uh, getting ready to end. Oh, that's terrific. Terrific. Rick, tell us, uh, tell us who you are and, and uh, the name of your company real quick. Uh, well, my name is Rick Petchy, and I, uh, I have my own uh, business here uh, called the Dreams Come True Charters and Guide Service. I uh, am a licensed master captain on the Lake Ontario for uh, salmon, trout, steelhead, and cold water species on the big lake. And then I also run a drift boat on the Salmon River for your um, uh, river fishing, and I also run a smaller 25-foot boat for inland wall walleyes and bass on a night lake, which is not too far away. You do this full-time, don't you? Uh, pretty much. Uh, not 100% full-time. I do try to keep uh, a little uh, side job going at one of our sports stores that I I help, uh, you know, uh, do uh, uh, rod and reel setups for Lake Ontario uh -huh. and um, help with some of the ordering and, you know, stuff like that, uh, which is just basically when I'm free. So, um, you, you know, day off or two uh, from the lake, I can still, you know, be in touch with the, the fishermen. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So yeah. Now, when you talk about the Salmon River, we're talking about New York. We're not talking about uh, Idaho. Um, and right. I know the Salmon River is uh, appropriately named because there's a bunch of salmon and steelhead in that river, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. We do have um, uh, uh, the Pacific Salmon uh, Chinooks and Coho. And we also have Atlantic Salmon, um, which some, some people refer to landlocks. Um, and, uh, we also have steelhead, um, several different species of steelhead, uh, uh, winter, summer, and fall. Um, and at one point they had a, um, uh, Scamania, which they, uh, did away with that program. That was, a an early run or late shore fishing program that just never really took off. But, uh, yeah, we still have resident brown trout that, uh, you know, uh, still come up the creek and spawn every now and then and uh, uh -huh. so yeah there's there's a lot of action wow cool man 
And uh, on the Salmon River, you uh, you can be seen in a drift boat on it, can't you? Uh, I, I believe that's the best vehicle of, of choice. Uh, you can fish it uh, by foot. Um, you know, it is dam controlled, so by day, water levels can change. Um, you know, conditions oh, also, you know, being, uh, you know, on the shores of Lake Ontario, we also get um, giant, massive bands of lake effect snow, which could also, um, you know, m cause it the river to rise and, and fall. You know, if we get a, a big snowfall and melt off, you know, you get some fast, fast water in there. But, um, right. yep, there's a lot of drift boats there on that river. It's my preferred um, way to, to see the sights, uh, you know, especially the fact that you can get in that boat and get away from some of the crowds. Yes, yeah, so true. How long have you been rowing a drift boat, Rick? Well, I've actually been uh, fishing that river since I was 12, and I am 51. And okay. I got got my first drift boat when I was in my uh, early 20s and ran, uh, ran that boat probably, oh, better part of, I don't know, 20, 20 years in that vicinity. Uh -huh. And then I ended up selling that boat. Um, and that's when I broke into my charter business for the lake. And then I started getting, uh, guys on the lake saying, how come you don't have your drift boat? How come you don't have a drift boat? And I'm like, well, I just got rid of it because I needed to buy my big boat. You know, I needed the, the extra money. So I ended up buying another drift boat, which was basically, you know, the best thing I ever did. You know, as I upgraded my boat tenfold and uh i've had you know this boat uh for um about six years now uh -huh. um so i've been i've been rowing you know at least 30 years on the, on the river somewhere in that vicinity wow so what kind of boat do you have now uh it's a fish right custom built fish right 18 foot um all aluminum yeah, yeah. um got uh it's an anniversary edition which made it extremely special it's, uh got single uh uh single uh pedestal seats for the front all diamond plate floors all diamond plate everything's diamond plate um oh, wow. just yeah beautiful amazing boat i mean just beautiful um yeah. i got it all decked out rod holders and uh i got uh sonar on there i got a uh nine nine engine on there uh you name it it's on there <laughs> is a it's a fishing machine isn't it it is yep i just don't i don't use the engine and stuff when we go down the river but uh we right. also use that you know in other places uh like on the big lake and then another river that's a little bit deeper uh it's called the oswego river um and we use a the motor there and then i've also taking it for night walleyes at night in the fall oh uh huh oh wow that's yeah, that's, that's, yeah very yeah. versatile very versatile uh yeah and and, and, and get, you're, yeah you're fishing an aluminum boat right fisher uh, fisher right yeah yeah, yeah 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 which um very light and uh but very very durable they make it they make a hell of a boat oh yeah yep yep i from what i 
what I gather, I think they they might have been one of the earliest drift boat, aluminum drift boat manufacturers, or or they're 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 around. So, um, you know, uh, our river is uh, not very long; it's only nine miles long, um, but extremely treacherous with with uh, um, you know everything being a rock. So. You know your boat is you, know, you get beat up pretty good with the with the bottom, so you, uh-huh. you know a lot of guys run the UVA bottoms on them, right? Um, or you gotta you gotta coat them, either glove it or coat it on the bottom to keep them uh, you know from uh, getting too beat up, you know? Right, right. Now, are there are there class rapids on the salmon? Uh, there are uh, there are one set of class A's when the water's up because yeah. it's dam controlled. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, uh, they do uh, do uh, dam releases for kayakers. So, um, but there are in town one set of Class A's that are, uh, you know, when the water's up, man, they're pretty nasty. (laughs) Really? I won't go. I only went through them once, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not a thrill seeker by any means. Plus, you know, there's so many just jagged rocks all over because you're going in, you know, it's not like a natural formation. There's like, you know, uh, the city, with, you know, dumps a bunch of riprap in, the, in the each corners and they try to move the water one way or another. So there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that uh, is involved with the, the moving of the boat. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and and a drift boat, man, it is such a is such a, a great fishing platform. What um, you know, in, in in regards to opening up places on rivers and areas that that you know you couldn't walk into, or if you were in a motorized boat, you just wouldn't want to get to. I mean, drift boats uh, yeah. fish a skinny water that uh, yeah. you know you really open up uh, you know probably twice as many places to fish on a river. By fishing from a drift yep. boat. Yep, absolutely. I think by far the most versatile boat on the planet is a drift boat. I've had absolutely. my drift boat, you know, in rivers. I've ran it in um, a little uh, place, to like a, a swamp that uh, that was, you know, very narrow, had big, huge pike in it, but it's stream, extremely shallow. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, and we just put a little trolling motor on it and and we got up in the places that they'd never even seen a human and we went way 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 up oh yeah there's like in the middle of nowhere Uh um i'm sure some people have gotten back there but you know maybe a canoe would be your best next best thing but you know um you only need a few inches of water to to put that boat in there you know and and you keep all your gear light and it's just, you know, the stability of it, it's just amazing. I mean, I use it everywhere. Lake, yeah. river, pond, you name it. Yeah. So so what do you look for in a drift boat in regards to the, you know, the features and the accessories and, and that sort of thing? And, and when, when, you know, when, when you're looking for, a, you know, a drift boat uh, for yourself or somebody else, um, are there different uh, characteristics that you look for? Um, there is, and that's going to be determined on the angler and where they're fishing, species that they're going in, and location, you know, depending okay. on, you know, what their needs are going to be. Uh, 
here, if they were to choose the Salmon River, um, you, you would not want to choose a boat that wasn't aluminum. Like the nice. uh, fiberglass boats, they, they do not survive here. The wooden boats do not survive here. Um, you know, is there a few? Yep. And they're, there's here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, they just, their bottoms just cannot hold up to this, this river. So, oh, really? um, yeah, it's, it has to be aluminum and even the aluminum, if you don't have an EVA bottom on there, you know, you're putting a new bottom on in, in you know, five, 10 years, you got to throw a new bottom on. Right. So you really got to be, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, knowledgeable of, of what you're going to be doing with it. And then yeah. secondly, feature wise, uh, you know, what, what is your plan? Are you going to be guiding? Are you going to be, you know, what are you going to do? Take people out, uh, to do, you know, X amount of different things. You want to, you know, see what is going to be in your way. You know, I, I see a lot of configurations of boats. They have high casting platforms and, and stuff like that would be in, in my, my uh, range would be in my way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want to shave weight because I'm, I'm rowing a big river with a lot of velocity. So, you know, you get tired. So you want to shave your weight and, you know, I want everything on my boats, diamond plate aluminum. So there's no wood at all of anything. Um, and then, uh, you know, just watch out for your add-ons. Everything adds weight. So if you're fishing a slower, more, you know, methodical creek, you know, where you're just lumbering along, then you can you can have uh, the um, the extra fish box and gunnel wall sides and rod holders and all that good stuff. But remember, it all adds weight. So, you know, it all depends on what you're doing. I and mean, they have models on this river. Um, Pavatis and stuff like that are decked out to the hilt. They look like sports cars. <laughs> yeah, you know, with doors three, three, four doors on them, and uh, but again, that, that just adds a ton of weight. So, um, you know, but the the single angler, they're gonna they're gonna kind of have an idea on what they're doing, and then you kind of like the the boat kind of finds you. You know, mm-hmm. you have an idea, but. You look around and all of a sudden something pops up and you're like, whoa, you know, I've always been a, uh, you know, a fish right guy. Um, just like uh-huh. some guys are Ford guys, some guys are Chevy guys, you know, right. I'm, I'm a fish right guy. And the only, the only other boat I would probably, uh, be happy with if I ever got rid of this boat would be a Willys. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very high quality and the type of boat I like high gunnel wall. Um, because I do take these out in the lake. So I, I like the higher rise to the, uh, the wall and, uh, right. You know, I just like the, some, sometimes the, the actual shape of the boat. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, and then there's different things you can get, like cutouts, engine cutouts, which is nice. It's very rare, but uh, you right. can get them, which helps in a, a river situation like the Oswego river or you cannot actually traverse the top end unless you do have a cutout um, oh. and like a 15 horse. Um, right. Or if you had a jet, jet engine, it would be fine. But, uh, you know, man, that, that river is just, it's very short. It's like a mile, but it's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's ravenous. Yeah, it's right in the middle of the city. So 
Uh-huh. Wall to wall, all cement. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be darned. Wow. So, what, so yeah, what, what's the your favorite species of fish? The fish from a drift boat. Uh, well, uh, my favorite is is steelhead. You know, number one, I uh, I think it gives you an advantage because uh, you can you can place your boat in different locations where. Um, you know, salmon, it's, you're basically going to a hole, parking your boat on the side, getting out and wade fishing with fly rods, but steelhead, because we run floats, um, you know, and, and, uh, particularly, uh, uh, we run, you know, egg sacks and, and, um, regular beads and stuff like that. You can position yourself so you can actually float straight down, or if you, you need, to have the guys cast out, you can go off to one of the sides or the other and allow mm-hmm. them to cast their floats out and float down. Um, right. You know, Salmon River is a very busy river. So, you know, most of the time we do not anchor in the middle and float our floats straight down because then the other boats can't maneuver around us. And then it makes oh. makes for a bad day. So. Right. Right. Wow, so I'm I'm just curious, what's the what's the limit on steelhead where you're at? Uh the limit is one. Okay. Uh you can keep one and they just lowered brown trout down to one too now. Oh really? But it but it, yeah. it still can release once you uh once you keep your fish, can you keep fishing on a yep. catch and release basis? You can. Uh we, we don't we don't, you know, over overly prefer it just in case you have to harm one, but if that right. if something happens where you have a situation where one does get harmed, then you know I, you know you you can you know uh, have uh, you know your guide you know uh, you know have his uh, one fish as that fish. So, right. but uh, we do catch and release, and we do do it very very properly. We get the fish back very quickly and. Uh, you know, in very humanely, um, you know, we allow a few seconds for a quick picture and then they go right back because we do fish very cold conditions and you don't want that fish out of the water very long because they're, they're slime coke and freeze. Right. So, right. Yeah. What What's the biggest but, steelhead you pulled out of the salmon? Uh, this year was uh, 16, just over 16 pounds. That's a fish. Uh, we had several 18-class fish right to the net that we could not get, but, you know, they eluded us till next year. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, that's the thing about steelhead, man. I mean, the people just don't realize, you know, once you set the hook and, and the fish is out there, that doesn't mean that that fish is going to make it to the boat. They, they've got a lot of heart in them, don't they? Oh, steelhead by far is, I think, one of the hardest fish to land, you know, whether yeah. – whether it be the early season where they are just nasty. I mean, when I mean nasty, I mean, they are, they are so fast. One of the fastest moving fish I've ever seen. They can be up and down a hole so fast in a blink of an eye that the line has to catch up to the fish. And all of a sudden the fish is gone. But yeah, you still hear the line going. And then it's just like, He's already up and down the river, back and forth, and he, you know, your line's still trying to catch up to it, you know, and 
man, they, you know, anybody that's, that's, uh, you know, gone steelhead fishing knows that, you know, number one, it's a sickness because you got to be a little bit crazy to fit the conditions that steelhead is. And second, it's so hard to land those fish. You know, Mm -hmm. I know there are some guys that they land a ton of fish. I mean, I've landed probably, you know, uh, you know, within the thousands of my lifetime that I've been there. Um, but, uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's every day. Now I don't have a lot of time for my own self anymore. I don't, I don't land a lot of fish almost none, but, uh, mm-hmm. once in a while I get the, the hook them up myself and, you know, uh, some, some of my, uh, one thing about our area is everybody wants to catch them themselves, which is great. So we allow them to fish on their own and, you know, they land, they, they hook the fish on their own. They land the fish on their own. Mm-hmm. So once in a while, yeah. I'll get the fish if they're tired. And, you know, if I hook one, they, they're like, no, you land it. You know, and then they net it for me. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's a good day. Yeah. yeah that's a good day. Yep. Nothing like that. Yeah. Now, do you, pr- you provide the gear and that sort of thing for them? Yeah. Yeah. We provide everything. Uh, and then uh, if they do find a fish that they're going to keep. Um, there are fillet stations on the river. Uh, and one great thing about my boat is I have the only boat on the river that has three propane heaters aboard. So, um, whether you fit and whether you, uh, have a two man or a three man crew, cause I could do two or three, um, being an 18 foot boat, it's one of the larger boats on the river. Mm -hmm. Um, we put a guy in the front guy in the middle guy in the back and there's a heater in every location. So, and we, we run them straight out. So, uh, you know, at least you're, you stay warm. (laughs) People don't don't know uh, how important that is, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially in New York, you know, they, they don't understand that, uh, we get some of the coldest temperatures in, in, in the the country here, you know, 20, 20, 30 below zero. Though though we don't fish the, at that point in time, but we've had days we start out at you know five below zero, and you know it gets up into the you know you know ten above, and that's that's a warm day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, years and years ago, I had a, a a new boss when I was playing in the corporate world that was uh, moving up to Oregon, and uh, he. Uh, uh, he and I were in contact by phone, but never in person. And uh, he he told me he was going to be moving this certain week, and and I was going fishing. And I said, hey, you, you know, I've got an extra seat in the boat. You want to go? And he goes, absolutely. You know, so I gave him directions on how to get where we're at. And this was like in the middle of February. And uh, so anyway, we're there at the boat ramp, and and up uh, up he pulls, and uh, you know, it's freezing outside. And he jumps out in this little windbreaker thing. I'm going, oh, my God, it's going to be a miserable day, and you're going to blame it all on me. You know, my career is over. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we found an extra jacket to put on him and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, some coverings for his legs and stuff like that. Yep. And we went steelhead fishing, you know, and, uh, you know, th- there was ice in the eyelets, and, and it was, you know, one of those typical – cold cold days you know 
and that yep. heater came in really, <laughs> they're really handy that day. That's for sure. Absolutely, I wouldn't. If I had needed four heaters, I would have four heaters on my boat. I mean, I, I don't know why some there there are some some of the other boats that run they don't even have a heater, and I see these really? four people go by and they're like. You got three heaters? I'm like, yep. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I don't know, I haven't seen your boat, but some of them even have what's called the, the pizza oven tied into the propane system. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, they, there is a boat. There is a boat that does have a pizza oven. They, they do make pizza yep. up in the front part of the boat, which um, I don't think I'm going to go – all that route because I have that that's kind of de the designated area for the clients um you know their own their own bags and uh you know gear so um that platform up front is uh you know there can't be any heat on that otherwise uh you know I, I don't I don't like the bags to be on the floor because if, if the snow gets in there starts melting then the water gets all over their bags and and it's not a good day for them. So that's exactly try to right. keep them high and dry. Yeah. Now, now, of course, the Salmon River, where you you spend a lot of time, is aptly named because you've got quite a few salmon runs coming in there too, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chinook salmon, coho salmon, Atlantic salmon. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. And yep. big runs, big runs. And and for those folks that don't live around upstate New York. Um, those fish are rather unique because they really never get to salt water, do they? They spend time. Uh, in no. Yep, you're you're absolutely correct. There's uh, they they think uh, Lake Ontario is their salt water. They they don't know any different. Which now, right. uh, um, I guess the hatchery is um, has put out a um, uh, a uh, ad, not not an advisory, but a um advisement you know uh, the, uh an update of the fact that they believe that the pacific salmon uh, uh that are in lake ontario are now their own species oh really they're no longer acclimated to the ocean at all they are so many years out of the ocean you know after the generations you know we're talking they were, they were um implemented here in the 70s so Right. It's a lot of years um, oh, that they are that now they are saying that Lake Ontario salmon is their own species, so it's going to be classified as you know a Lake Ontario Chinook salmon. Same thing oh, with the other Great Lakes. Cool. Yeah, I don't know when it's going to happen, but they they had uh, talked about that this past uh, um, year. Whether we have like annual meetings, and uh, that was something that, that the hatchery was proposing. Um, which is kind of cool because, uh, you know, I do see Alaskan salmon and, you know, the upper West coast salmon, and they are exactly the same, you know, 30 mm -hmm. pound King is a 30 pound King. They do the right. same thing. They yank their arm off and they want to get away and, you know, they're all muscle. They're a lot of fun to catch. Um, one, uh, you know, one, one good thing about, um, our area is, that it's all freshwater and in you don't have to worry about grizzly bears and sharks and you know any of that stuff and it's different here where we have lake ontario and you have the your choice to fish them 
out in the lake. You can you can fish them on the big boat out in the lake. You can fish them on the drift boat at night, you know, uh-huh. just before they hit the river where they're staged. And then you can fish them in the river out of the drift boat um, with uh, fly rods, or you can fish them in the drift boat running plugs. We run, uh, you know, quick fish and I'm two flat fish when the water's high and, and then them salmon smash them plugs. Really? Okay. So we back, we back the lures down, you know? Uh-huh. So that's, you have a lot a of different diversity. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm just curious The the, the fish are still pink meated and that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, once they hit the river and they, they start, the, their bodies start deteriorating. No, you you lose the pinkness. Yeah. Um, you know, when they're still out in the lake, you know, uh, you know, up until probably mid-September, uh, where they now they stopped eating. You know, once they start hitting the river, you know, you still get fish that come in the river. You know, that that are nickel silver, super fresh mm-hmm. ones that are that aren't really even staged, and they'll right. be pink. Right. Um. But yeah, you get all different levels of fish. You know. Wow. Well, and and the and the river only being nine miles long. I mean, a fish could traverse that in a day, couldn't they? Um, not necessarily. But there is, you know, it, it's all ex- extremely technical uh, rocks. I mean, it's oh, not really? like a, yeah, it's not, it's not like a really, really, you know, like you, you, the body of waters out on the West Coast, you know, they're deep and they're fast, a lot of water volume. Here, being yeah. dam controlled, there's not. I mean, most of the time... Yeah. From now until fall, you you might have enough water to float a canoe. You know, there's not a lot of water in the river right now. So, yeah. you know, even when the uh, Atlantic salmon come in here in the middle of, of summer, you know, they're they're met with some pretty low water conditions. Um, oh, really? The only, yeah, the only water they get is the kayak releases on the weekend. Uh-huh. Where they the, they save water in the dam and you know they'll let some water go, but uh, you know that's it. You know otherwise, you know you got to hope for rain. That's the only that's their only uh, you know that's their only hope. You know if you're, anything is yeah. gonna come in in August or September, so it's right. kind of different. Right. Well, yeah, they 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 couldn't make it up in that that quick, but uh, if the water was up, then they could probably run that in, in, in a day or two days. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Well, that's cool. Well, Rick, Hey man, I appreciate the chance to talk with you today. It's been a lot of fun catching up a little bit and, and talking, uh, salmon fishing and steelhead fishing and the salmon river, uh, in upstate New York. If people want to reach out to you and, uh, have you take them on a drift boat trip or, even out into the big lake, uh, you know, to chase salmon and browns and steelhead. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, they can uh, give me a call directly. Uh, and, uh, you know, my number is 315-790-7412. Or you can visit me on the web at the Dreams Come True Charters. And then that would be dot, dot com. Yeah. Well, you've been doing this a long time, man. And if people are looking to you know, not only take a charter just to uh, catch some fish, but to get a better understanding of, you know, how to fish in, in upstate New York and 
some of the techniques and the boating skills. Uh, I'm sure you share that information with them also, don't you? Absolutely. I have a very large website that has all kinds of information. There's probably over 40 pages of information on how to fish the Salmon River, um, how to fish Lake Ontario, all different setups, uh, and am adding more and more every season. Ah, very good. Very good. Well, we, uh, we'll give a shout out to Fish Right. That's your boat of, of, of choice when it comes to drift boats. Yep. The, uh, the Salmon River, and we appreciate all the uh, hard work that they put into uh, their fine crafts. You can find Fish Right boats uh, all up and down, of course, the West Coast and, and anywhere people are using drift boats. So, uh, you know, uh, they, they do a great job with that. Well, Rick, hey, man, thanks again. It's been fun catching up with you. Tight lines, and uh, I hope, uh, you know, your calendar gets filled up after this darn pandemic real quick. Yeah, I, I, I give you the same back, Ted, and I appreciate your time, and, you know, you have a great day, and God bless. Hey, God bless you, man.